0: Friends, I have good news for you today. This is good news that isn't new from a story that is ancient but never old. I invite you now to lean in and listen well and listen carefully to these words from Holy Scripture from the book of Ruth, chapter 1. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. So a man from Bethlehem in Judah, together with his wife and their two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. The name of the man was Elimelech, the name of his wife was Naomi, and the names of their two sons were Malon and Kilion. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem and Judah, and they went to live in Moab. Now Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and Naomi was left with her two sons. They married Moabite women One was named Orpah, the other was Ruth. After they'd been living there about 10 years, both Malon and Killian also died, and Naomi was left without her two sons and her husband. When Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of his people back in Judah by providing food for them, she and her daughters-in-law prepared to leave Moab and return home from there. With her two daughters-in-law Naomi set out on the road leaving the place where she'd been living and took that road that would take them back to the land of Judah. Then Naomi turned to her two daughters-in-law and she said go back go back each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show kindness to you as you have shown kindness to your dead husbands and to me. May the Lord grant that each of you find rest in the home of another husband. And then she kissed her daughter's-in-law goodbye. And they wept aloud. And they said, we'll come back with you. We'll go back with you to your people. But Naomi said, return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? Am I gonna have more sons that you might have, other husbands? Return home, my daughters. Even if I thought there was still hope for me, even if I had a husband tonight, "'and gave birth to sons? "'Would you wait for them to grow up "'so they could become your husbands? "'Would you remain unmarried for them? "'No, my daughters, it is more bitter for me "'than it is for you, "'because the Lord's hand has turned against me.' "'At this, they wept aloud again. "'Then Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye "'and returned home, to her people and her gods but Ruth clung to her look Naomi said she's returning home your sister-in-law is going back to her, her people and her gods go back with her but Ruth replied don't urge me to leave you or turn back from you where you go I will go where you stay I will stay Your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you from me. Where you die, I will die. I will be buried there. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. So the two women went until they came into Bethlehem. When they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them. And the women exclaimed, could this be Naomi? Don't call me Naomi, she said, call me Mara, for the Lord has made my life very bitter. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has cast misfortune upon me. So it was that Naomi returned from Moab accompanied by Ruth the Moabite, her daughter in law, arriving in Bethlehem just as the barley harvest was beginning. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I love this story. This is a storyteller's story. I urge you to finish reading it. It's just four chapters altogether. Here's a little spoiler alert it's all about King David's family tree. Uh, Moab and Judah, for a little bit of a, a setting here, Moab and Judah were on either side of the Dead Sea. And there was some hostility, they would have skirmishes and conflicts from time to time. So I think of this as a just-so story. Remember that, Rudyard Kipling, how the leopard got its spots, how the rhinoceros got its skin? I can just imagine a group of people sitting around a fire saying, so how did King Moab end up with a Moabite in his tree? How did Ruth get from there to here? Um, So we've been meaning to ask, where do we go from here? Actually, I have three questions First of all, where is here? Depends on who you are, doesn't it? Where is here? Um, The second question is where are we going? That's relevant. But also, how are we going there? So first, the where is here. For Naomi, here in Moab, was a desolate place. It was a place of loss and grief. It was a dead end, literally. She and her family had left home, escaping famine. She left her extended family and community All that was left behind to find a way to live during an extreme time. For at least 10 years she lived in a foreign land. All who had come with her from Judah died. She was left alone. She was in exile and Naomi means pleasant, Mara means bitter. Naomi had gone from pleasant to bitter. Her life had gone from full to empty. I believe that here in Moab was sort of, actually, Naomi's mission field. Do you see that? She didn't think of it that way. All she could see was what was around her. But what about Ruth? What was here in Moab for Ruth? It was her home, her history, her culture. But she had joined with a family from Judah. She had joined with a family of maybe the enemy, right? And her home, her history and culture, she's leaving that behind because she had developed a bond of love so strong that she chose to follow Naomi and to follow Naomi's God. So for us today, here, maybe it's like Naomi's experience. Maybe it's isolation. Maybe it's bitterness and grief. Maybe we're just trying to find a way to live through a difficult time. We may long for the past, as Naomi did. Remember, in Exodus, they said, we could be eating leeks and onions by the Nile. Why are we in the desert? For some of us, our here is more like Ruth's. In our physically distant but socially close community of faith, we've seen... How God can transform relationships, even in the most difficult of circumstances, even in the midst of grief. That God can create bonds between people who are very different. I can just picture this confrontation on the road. Can you? Between Naomi and Ruth. And Naomi, downcast. She was all bitterness and grief, weighed down, burdened. And there's sassy Ruth. "Mm Mm-mm, you're not going without me. I'm going with you. I am like glue, stuck to you, woman. Now, that's a true bond of love. I want you to notice that Ruth doesn't say, and we're going to agree on everything. Did you notice that? There was no, we're going to be together because we agree. It's because we love. It's because we love one another. So the three questions, where is here? Second question is where are we going? And then how are we going is the third. So where was Naomi going? She was following where God called her, but she didn't even know it. She was going where God had come to the aid of God's people. Okay, so that's another sermon completely. You probably can see where that could go. But Naomi had a ground-level view. All she could see was her loss. She was going home, in her words, afflicted, brought low by misfortune. She was going back empty. So in those days, and you may already know this, in those days a woman's life was her men, her father, her brother, her children, actually her sons, right, her husband. She went full of all that made a woman's life meaningful in that time, and she came back empty. When she was packing to leave, she wasn't packing those husbands and those relationships with men. She was taking back Ruth. So as she told the women in Bethlehem, her life had gone from Naomi to Mara. Now the people in the time of David, when this was written down, they had a different view, didn't they? They knew that eventually, sorry for the spoiler, that Ruth, this Moabite woman who had been gathered in by Naomi, that Ruth would become the great King David's great-grandma. Do you see that not a ground level view but a god's eye view and for you and i that means the message of redemption the love of christ the sacrifice of jesus on the cross the resurrection of christ is for all nations even us gentiles for all nations whoever we are with our new testament view we see that naomi didn't come back empty but full of the promise of God's work of redemption. And Ruth is a foreshadowing, a hint to come of God's grace which transcends all borders and barriers. So where was Naomi going when she left Moab? She was actually going where God called her. Where was Ruth going? Ruth was going wherever Naomi went, right? She says, where you go, I'm going to go. Where you stay, I'm going to stay. So where are we going? We've thought about where we are now. Where is our here? Where are we going? That's what we need to think about. If our here is a place of isolation, then if we're going from that type of here, maybe we're being called to return to a community of faith where we're known and loved. Maybe we're being called to be back in a community where we can be received and embraced in all honesty, regardless of how we're feeling. It's occurred to me recently that in the church, we say, come as you are. And we're usually thinking about clothes, aren't we? We're saying, just come as you are. It's all right. What if come as you are? Maybe we're doing something deeper. Maybe it's come in your unbelief as well as your belief. What if it's come in your grief as well as your joy? What if it's come in your worshipful attitude as well as your bitterness? Come with your faith and your doubt. What if come as you are really means come as you are? So for some of us, church is a place to find that healing and encouraging that comes from being in community. But the church is always more than that. Um, It's apostolic. That term has nothing to do with what you're wearing. That term means sent out. It means sent out. We got our marching orders from Jesus in Matthew 28. Go into all the nations and make disciples, right? And then in the gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, Jesus sends out the disciples and tells them to preach and teach and heal. So in a sense, the church is kind of a filling station. That's an old fashioned term, a gas station. This is where you get refueled. Maybe it's gonna be an electric station soon, right? So we are equipped here, and we're sent out to minister. It's not the work of the pastor. It's the work of the church. We're to go out into community. So from this place, from this physical here, where are we going? You know this. You know this. At some point, hopefully after Sunday school, you're going to go out those doors, right? We're going out there. That's where we're going. There is a whole world out there desperate for the love of Jesus, desperate to know that grace is for them, desperate to lay down those burdens. We're going to go out there and we're going to encounter people who are hungry and need something to eat, who are thirsty and need something to drink, who are naked and need to be clothed. We're going to go out there and we're going to meet people who are sick and in prison and need someone to come and visit them. We're going to go out there into our neighborhoods and maybe even love our actual neighbors. Maybe get close enough to find out what their needs are, what we can do for them, how we can pray for them. So we know, where are we now? Where are we going out there, right? Now, how do we go? Were you waiting for this? To me, this was the easy one. You know this. I know you know this. This was the first part, the easiest part that came to me. We're going together. We're going like glue, stuck together. All right? So from Ruth in the Gospels, we have this example. When Jesus sent out those disciples, he sent them out in twos. Okay? We need to buddy up. It's all about the buddy system, folks. We need to ask for people to pray for us and with us when we go to work when we go into a difficult situation, all right, and we're going to go in love. That's how we're going to go. We're going to open our hearts to our people, to our people here because we're asking for prayer, to the people there because we want them to see what God has done in our lives. So you and I, with our ground level view, have no idea how God is going to use those we gather in We're going to go in confidence in God's sovereign plan, not necessarily in ourselves, because even in the worst circumstances, even in grief and loss, God can make all those circumstances come together somehow for good. We're going to go in honesty. When we're bitter or sad or when we're having a difficult time, when we've failed, we can mark it and we can recognize it and we can go on. Naomi was convinced that her losses had actually changed her identity, changed who she was. But in the end, well, there is the rest of the story. I'm going to let you find that for yourselves. But brothers and sisters, wherever our here is, we can be assured that God is with us and is working through us. And in just a little while, we're going to go out those doors and reach beyond the walls of our homes, physically or otherwise. We're going to do the work that God calls us to do. And we're going to go together. In the name of the Father, Son, and Spirit, amen.